this episode, Dr. Cashy talks about self-worth and how you can use it to get some cool stuff. Listen as the good doctor explores different ways people may mask or mainline their self-esteem and provides insights on how to respect yourself to maintain balance. Roll the intro! Welcome to ah. Ah, Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, with my strawberry banana flavored protein shake coffee substitute. <laughs> Ooh, oh, yeah. On a roll today. As a recap of the previous lesson, it is quite obvious that self esteem. Self-rating in other forms of egoism, for you Freudians out there, has advantages. Good stuff definitely comes from and has come from it. Aside from the biological and cultural propensities for humans to be hostile, territorial, and hierarchical, the self-esteem disease probably survives because of the good that comes from it despite its problems. For that reason, Dr. Cashy decided to make a step-by-step guide so that you too can become an expert at trading in your self-worth for cool stuff. Genius! Absolutely brilliant. That's thinking with your dipstick, Jimmer. Ah, okay. So here's what you're learning. Here's what you're learning. Whiteboard of Wisdom always knows. One, how to make sure you are dependent on your self-esteem so that you can determine your worth as a person. All right? Number two, how to get more of that self-esteem to make you a more person person, okay? And three, how to trade in your self-esteem for cool stuff so that you can fall back on it when you gotta deal with the low self-esteem. It's brilliant, and it works every single time forever and ever and ever, right? So, let's hop to it. Since this is as serious as a heart attack, please make sure Please make sure to put a hashtag serious in the comments to ease the frustrations of the people that have so expertly crafted their own global ratings and frustrated themselves as a result of how serious this guide is. They are people too. Such is the point. Ah, All right. Time to hop to it. A little bit of background here. Step one, learn to be dependent on self-esteem. Step two, learn how to inflate that self-esteem, and then step three, learn how to trade that self-esteem in for cool stuff. First things first, make sure you're dependent on self-esteem to determine your worthiness as a person. For self-esteem and rating yourself or others to work properly, make sure you stock up on outrageous levels of these three things. You need to stock up on outrageous levels of these three things to make sure that this works. One, make sure you have outrageous influence and control over your environment and the people in it. Number two, make sure you have outrageous levels of competence with everything you say and do. So make sure to go to the store and stock up on all the competence you can. It's super important. And step three, you want to go to next store. You want to go to the luck store that's next to the competency store, all right, which again is next to the the, uh, omnipotency and godlike influence store to pick up all the luck you possibly can. Right, Because even if you say everything perfectly and do everything perfectly, control everyone and the environment perfectly, your results are still at the whim of any possible thing that life could randomly throw at you. So make sure to stock up on that luck. So 
recap here. Make sure you get outrageous levels of influence at the influence store. Make sure to get outrageous levels of competency at the competency store. And then make sure you get outrageous levels of luck at the luck store. Then you are ready to move on to step two, right? Because remember, as modern philosopher Mike Tyson so eloquently stated, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And that goes for perfect plans that are executed by perfect people with amazing amounts of self-esteem, just like you, okay? So make sure to get your luck. Number two, your ego or self-esteem, you can only inflate it under three different conditions, okay? You must act in what you consider a good way for that situation every time, all the time, until the end of time. You must act in what other people think is a good way. So you got to make sure you know how to read their minds too. So you got to read everybody's mind in the room and then act in a way that, that all of them agree as good and also that you agree with as good. Super important, okay? And then you have to make sure that they communicate that to you. They have to communicate your goodness to you in a way that you can leverage to feel better about yourself and inflate your self-esteem and also make sure to exert your control and influence over them so that they can shout how good you are as a person from the rooftops so that you can further soak that self-esteem in because you're going to need a ton of it when you go to the self-esteem store and trade it in for other stuff. Okay, super important. And number three, that the self-esteem can actually be mainlined or masked artificially by third parties. And this is literally... Uh, masking it, okay, <laughs> by wearing a mask, halfway joking, okay, uh, by mainlining it literally, okay, by things like food or alcohol or other drugs, or by distracting and consuming activities via procrastination and things like movies, shows, or games. You can eat while doing those things for extra points in terms of masking and distracting from self-esteem uh, decrements after you traded it in, all right? And number three, making sure to master the art of heavily distorted but positive and optimistic language. Polyannism is a key to making sure that self-esteem works for you and everybody else around you so that you can suck it in from them like a self-esteem vampire for the long term. Now, this takes careful consideration. So you gotta make sure you do it properly and thus inflate your self-esteem maximally so that you can also inflate other people's self-esteem maximally when you do it. And then when you see their self-esteem is inflated, that also inflates your self-esteem. It's really a virtuous cycle of self-esteem riches. It's the self-esteem Ponzi scheme, as it were. It's, and then you cash all that in, it's great. So in order to make this work, you have to make sure you can craft the most eloquent BS you possibly can, especially to children, especially to children, so that they can become, de they can become dependent on their self-esteem to, to, to determine what their self-worth is when they grow up as well. Of the utmost importance to treat children like this, okay? You do this by complimenting them as people in their totality when they feel bad about themselves, and often it works very well. So, to make sure this works, Give them a positive global rating uh, encompassing their entire being despite a negative result from a single and discrete situation that may have caused a little bit of uh, annoyance in the person's life, okay? So if they're frustrated by something, make sure to have a completely ridiculous overcompensating global rating to make sure that it completely masks and distracts from whatever that minor frustration is. For instance, telling somebody that they're very smart as a person when they get a bad grade on a test. Perfect example, okay? And also maybe telling somebody they're too, they're too attractive and too amazing and too good of a person for that person they were just rejected by. These are classic examples. They're very effective under these circumstances, okay? Especially for kids and adolescents, as it were, okay?
You got to make sure they're dependent on their self-esteem just like you. This is how it all works, okay? Give me a break here. You want to be successful. This is how you do it. And to make sure, after you give them a positive um, global rating for dealing with whatever minor frustration they have, make sure for extra points to combine this positive global rating with two things. One, a negative global rating about the frustration. Very important. So they get a positive global rating that is outrageous and outlandish in comparison to the small frustration they have. And then also an equally ridiculous negative global rating for their source of frustration. Okay. Number two, making sure you suggest a relatively sabotaging activity that also masks and or boosts preferably both their lower self-esteem. Okay. So after you say, oh my goodness, you're a genius. You're an absolute genius, even though you failed this test. You're a genius as a person, even though you got this one low grade on this one thing. That was a really stupid test. That professor is obviously an a-hole. Want to get some pizza and binge on a series? This. This is how you maximize this is how you maximize egoism, inflating self-esteem to make sure you can trade that in for much better things later in life, okay? And the second one, okay? You are way too attractive. You are way too smart. You are way too amazing. You're way too good of a person for that a-hole that rejected you. That guy is probably a womanizing jerk anyway. Let's go, to the, let's go to the bar and make fun of stupid people. Oh my goodness. Another Pulitzer Prize winning approach to masking and inflating another person's self-esteem so that you can mask and inflate your own so that you can end up trading that in for cool stuff, okay? You need to manage self-esteem in these three ways, right? Getting it mainlined by a third party, act in a way that other people determine is perfect, and act in a way that you think is perfect as well. Those are the three main ways because self-esteem is fickle, sensitive, and fragile. So what does this mean? It means if you use your worth as a person as currency to gamble, which is what this is, obviously, because gambling is where all the best results come from in life. It's, when you, it's a way to keep your life interesting because gambling is also a game, right? This gives you a hellaciously preoccupying game to play to further distract yourself from the self-esteem issues that, you know, you got you to gotta distract yourself while you're building up your riches, because that's the only way. It's, it's, the, it's the marshmallow experiment. People with delayed gratification, they end up doing better, right? This is how you do it. You give yourself a hellaciously preoccupying game to play while you amass your self-esteem riches. What do they think of me? What do I think of myself? What do I think of myself based off of how they are thinking of me? What, do, what, do they, what are they thinking about me? They must be thinking this. Oh, I think that. Does it match? Well, what do I do to make myself a better person? What do I do to make them think I'm a better person, but also think I'm a good person at the same time, even if we like and do different stuff? Those people are bad, but those people are good. Oh, wait, I'm just kidding. I'm good. Oh, no, really. I'm just kidding again. I'm a piece of garbage. Oh, wait, just kidding again. I'm on top of the world. I'm the best. People use these hellaciously preoccupying games, and you should too. That's how you distract yourself while you are amassing your self-esteem riches. And when you amass your self-esteem riches, you can use these to exact practical benefits. The most popular exchange is then trading that self-esteem in by acceptance for acceptance by other people. But arguably, the most practical exchange is trading your self-worth for money. This is the most important one. If you trade your self-esteem in for money, then the more money you make, the lower your self-esteem becomes. 
But when your self-esteem is lower than you feel you can manage, then you can trade that money into your local dealer for self-esteem injections to bolster your self-worth. Alternatively, and more commonly, you can trade in that money for distracting activities, like procrastinating from things like, and doing things like watching a bunch of series or goofing around on YouTube or scrolling on your phone or whatever. You can distract yourself or go into the bar. There's tons of distracting activities you can trade it in for, especially when you combine it with food, intoxicants to distract your eroding worth as a person. Easy peasy, right? In an ideal world, you have more money than self-esteem requirements and then voila. As soon as your self-esteem dips below your personal threshold of self-esteem requirements, which is obviously the same all the time and forever, you can go to your self-esteem injection dealer, wherever they are, to make sure you can go get the self-esteem you need and then you can take that self-esteem you get from the self-esteem injection and then go trade it in for more money. Amazing. Also, you can in the meantime, if your local self-esteem dealer is out or the efficacy of their self-esteem injections has gone down a little bit, or you need more self-esteem than normal, then make sure to dip into that alternative method of masking your low self-esteem with distracting activities like procrastination, food, and other intoxicants. Preferably, you do them all at the same time for maximum low self-esteem masking efficacy. Super important. That way, when you go to trade in your self-esteem in for more money, you can go into a self-esteem debt that ends up accruing interest. That's also very important. This is good debt. And everybody knows that you have to leverage good debt to amass more riches later. So you got to make sure you take a mortgage out on your self-esteem so that when the market goes back up, you can then resell that amassed self-esteem you've gotten from that mortgage to get a self-esteem profit from it at high interest. Of course, that is how you maximize your profits. So just make sure that your self-esteem requirements always stay lower than how much money you make and also to make sure that your self-esteem injections stay 100% effective forever and always give you as much self-esteem as you always need. Make sure you're always topped off every time, no matter what the situation is, how much money you make or how resistant you might become to those self-esteem injections. You just need to get more. That's it. Easy peasy. This way you can get the same amount of self-esteem every time and it lasts just as long now and forever. Always, always works. If the efficacy of the self-esteem injections, heaven forbid, does go down over time, that's no problem at all. All you gotta do is more distracting activities. That's it. Anything you love to do to procrastinate, just do more of those things. And preferably you do it while you're eating more food and ingesting more intoxicants so that you can further, more effectively mask how low your self-esteem really is. That's all you gotta do. It makes perfect sense. Just do these things to amass your self-esteem riches and then trade them in for cool stuff. With this method, all of your problems, your happiness, and your overall satisfaction with your life are solved now and forever. Easy peasy. Dr. Cashy laid it all out step by step. Super simple. Okay, so here's what you've learned. You learned how to make sure you're dependent on your self-esteem so that you can determine your worth as a person. Then you figured out, okay, here's how I can inflate my self-esteem to inflate my worth as a person. And then... I can trade in that worth as a person. I can trade in that self-esteem for cool stuff so that when my self-esteem is low, after trading it in, but whatever, I can depend on all that cool stuff I traded it in for to deal with the low self-esteem. It's brilliant. And since this is a series as a heart attack, please make sure to put a hashtag series in the comments to ease the frustrations of all the people that have so expertly crafted their own global ratings and frustrated themselves as a result of how serious this guide really is. They are people too. Such is the point. Thank you for learning today. It's great. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? 
head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out! <laughs>